All right, and we are off. Episode 13, right? Lucky number 13, yep. All right, the Mav Podcast, episode 13. I'm Alf at home. You are Matt's at home. And uh, we took last week off. So uh, <laughs> we did. We, and the Mavs kind of did as well. <laughs> uh, they were they were one in three since we've last spoken, and we actually projected that they would they would do a little better. I think uh, we had that winning yeah, we against the Wizards. Yeah, we were a little more optimistic. Uh, they got the Wizards win, and then they inexplicably, I think, lost to Phoenix at home. Yeah, and then uh, that was followed by. Atlanta, they got blown out by Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, and then the Wolves. And so, if you're uh, checking the tank rankings, as we do, I know it's not intentional tanking, but the Mavs actually had a great week because uh, we had two other lottery-bound teams that um, we gave a win to, and they gave us a loss. And so, uh, I feel we're doing pretty good in that regard. Uh, I was really... I was thinking we might be, uh, you know, January reel off a lot of wins and uh, almost get back in a playoff contention. So this kind of keeps us still in the cellar. And uh, for our fans now, I do have a new website I've discovered. It's called tankathon.com, and uh, it has the tank rankings. And also has a simulated lottery and mock draft. It's quite fun to play with uh, when you are bored at work. So, uh, yeah, ESPN starts to do the simulated mock draft a little bit closer to NBA draft time. But Hankathon.com is pretty entertaining, and they also have NHL and NFL uh, mock drafts and, and standings there. So, but there's no lottery, or actually, there might be a lottery in the NHL, but but who cares? That's not yeah. even there. Yeah, it's it's almost like we they're our sponsor now because we just did a great little uh, bit for them. But uh, <laughs> we did literally millions of people are going to Tankathon dot com right now. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really a great site though. I recommend it. And so, a uh, couple points about the tank rankings. I think uh, obviously Philly and Brooklyn are at the bottom or top, depending on how we're calling it. Uh, I definitely see the heat coming on. I I feel like uh they're they're gonna trade Drogic for whatever they could get before the deadline and Riley is Riley's gonna go hard for that top three pick. And then um Philly, my hope is that Philly uh gets Ben Simmons back and um starts reeling off some wins second half of the year. So that's that's kinda how I'm looking at the, the rankings uh for this week. What what are your thoughts on all that? I think Philly's going to be really cautious with Ben Simmons. I'd be surprised if they brought him back this season uh, wow. just because, you know, I, I don't know. And granted, Sam Hinkie's not there anymore, but just with, you know, resting Embiid and he's playing so well this year. And I think, you know, Nerland Noel has had some injuries and, and Okafor. It's like, I feel like they take an overly cautious approach there, and and I don't know how much Ben Simmons wants to come back or, or rush back this season. Um, when really, you know, you're you're a lottery bound team. You know, why not just wait and bring in essentially two great players next year if you've got Simmons and somebody from the draft? Yeah, I think uh, 
I know Rich Paul, his agent, has mentioned that as well. Like, uh, he doesn't want to play in this year. But I could see in terms of uh, a marketing, uh, I don't want to say ploy, but in, in an effort to encourage the fan base near the end of the year, if he even just played the last three or four weeks, that would that could potentially do a lot for their season ticket sales the, the following year. So, uh, and they all already have, don't they have like Sacramento's pick as well? So they're they're going to have two lottery picks regardless. I, I think they'll Philly be has Philly has the Lakers pick. The Lakers pick. Oh okay, yeah, which That's right, right now would be seventh. That's the yeah. Andrew Bynum trade, I think. No, 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 no. That is the um, what's that guy's name? They trade. It was the Brandon Knight, uh, Michael Carter Williams. Oh, Michael Carter name. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that three-way trade where Phoenix gave Philly their number one for that Steve Nash trade from the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And so, great trade again by Sam Hinkie. I mean, I really don't think he should have been fired. He should have just had a assistant GM just help him draft better because uh, he made some great trades. He did, although he, uh, I don't know if you read the uh, Sports Illustrated piece about him a couple weeks back, but he is a, uh, he does not seem like the type of guy you'd want to hang out with. Um, <laughs> one of the more notable things from the article is that he has his, you know, Fitbit or whatever he wears on his wrist uh, vibrate every hour so that he can reflect on whether or not it was an hour well spent. Wow. <laughs> Which seems like a colossal waste of time. Like if you're so that are, interested in productivity, like with yeah. that said, what are the odds that any of his hours includes this podcast? <laughs> that's a real, I'd say probably pretty high. I'd yeah. say there's a pretty high probability that uh, he's one right. of our subscribers. You know it. Um, so I think that's one of the hours well spent, but. I think it would be kind of ironic if, like, he had, like, some bad shrimp or something and was just, like, throwing up for an hour and then, like, the thing buzzes on his wrist. I think that would yeah. be a really ironic moment in his life because it's like, uh, well, it's well a reminder, I, I just spent the hour throwing up. Yeah, I bet you he just puts a minus down, like, bad hour. <laughs> and then he's like, I could just see him looking at analytics of his week and just be like, uh, we need to get a divorce. I I obviously don't love you anymore. It's been a it's been a negative week. But um, I just had to listen to an hour of my kid's stories. That's a minus. Yeah, it's really. Honey is adoption nowhere. is adoption too late. This guy is not really, going to work out. He kind of just rambles. I feel like there's really no arc to this story. Yeah. yeah. I, I could see that being a really passively abusive uh, relationship. Like, wherever he goes, he's just judging time spent all the time. All right. That was yeah, it makes me not want to spend time with him. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite fearful, actually. Um, too much pressure. Okay, so second point. I wanted to go around the NBA a little bit because uh, I don't want to – We've covered the Mavericks thoroughly. Obviously, this is their podcast, and we're going to touch on subjects every week. But uh, it's worth noting a few things going on in the NBA, especially the teams that we play as, as we get an up-close look at them. Uh, starting with Phoenix, the more I look at that team, I mean, 
they are stacked. <laughs> They've got like talent at every position. And I'm like, how are they a lottery team? Why aren't they even a 500 team with all that talent? So hot take. What's your quick hot take on that? I think they're just young. I think they're young, and I'm not sure if the pieces really fit together. Like you've got the the Bender and, and Marcus uh, Chris or whatever his name is, and Marquise. like that's just two guys who kind of play the same position, sort of, and came from two very different basketball backgrounds. And I'm I'm not sure if uh, I think there's talent there, and I think it sets up for Phoenix to either develop over time or just kind of package a couple of those guys and make a trade. But I think, uh, I think, yeah, I just don't, it's weird watching them the other day because you're right. Like guys were hitting shots against the Mavericks. It's like, Ooh, gosh, we can't stop that guy. And maybe we're just not good. You know, I mean, it's, it's some of it is when you're looking at the Phoenix Suns and saying, Whoa, that guy's pretty good. Maybe it's just more of a reflection on the Mavericks, but yeah, I also don't know if you saw a lot of flow in their offense. It was more just you had some guys who could get open and, and hit shots. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point uh, because, you know, if we just had one of their guys, you know, we'd have Donnie Nelson sitting there saying, oh, he's a future cornerstone to the Mavericks. And we're talking like whether it's Alex Lynn, Marquise Chris, uh, what's that guy's name? George. <laughs> Bender, what is his first name? Dragon, Dragon, Dragon. I almost said Dragon, Dragon Bender. Um, uh, even uh, Gosh Booker, even PJ Tucker, we'd be calling him a cornerstone to the franchise. I mean, that's that's how talent starved we are, and the discrepancy is crazy. But my conclusion is just simply two words: Earl Watson. I, I just can't believe that guy's a head coach, and. Um, I think if Rick Carlisle had that team, they would be the talk of the NBA right now. I think they would be close to, what, not well over 500, but they'd be like 20 and 16, you know, kind of a, of course that would be like seven seed, six seed in the Western Conference. Right, that would be, that would be like two and a half games behind the Clippers right now. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I think they are just stacked with talent and you know, really speaks to the Mavs organization a little bit to having a little stability. I mean, our owner's crazy, but he's not like uh, Robert Sarver crazy, and um, he's a good crazy. And our coaches, our coach is arguably the best coach in the NBA. I mean, arguably. I know everybody's going to say Popovich, but um, I like yeah. Carlisle. Okay, not spending too no, much time I on agree. the Suns. Uh, Clippers are doing terrible, and it's fun to watch. I would look out for a, I would look out for a potential uh, Carmelo for maybe a JJ Redick trade uh, in the works. I, I with the uh, with Derrick Rose not showing up in New York, they're they're flailing in the standings as well. I don't know. I could see something happening there. What do you think? Yeah, I think if Carmelo is going to waive his no trade clause. I feel like, well, first, if you're not going to do it this season, I mean, you must be so loyal to New York, even though you grew up in Baltimore, that like you just never want to leave there. I don't really understand that at all because they are, they're a bad team. And the whole Derrick Rose thing, I mean, just go ahead and pull the plug on this season for them. 
after yeah, that. I mean, I mean that, that's pretty indicative right there of just where that team's going. And they want to build around Porzingis, and they should build around Porzingis. Absolutely. Yeah, was it so, Woody Allen that said 80% of life is just showing up? Um, I don't know if it was Woody Allen, but, yeah, I've heard that quote. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, Derek Rose is is not taking care of 80% of his life because <laughs> he did not show up the other night. He just didn't show up, like, which is weird because it's like, you know, you remember playing, like, grade school basketball, and it's like, I mean – especially when we were in grade school and there were no cell phones. So if somebody didn't show up, like you had no way of contacting them. And it was just like, yeah, that kid didn't show up. Yeah. But like nowadays, how do you not, it's impossible to just drop off like that. And uh, apparently he did. And apparently he might've even left town. No, he did. He went to Chicago and he said he just needed space to be with his family. And my line to that is it's a complete, you know, I, you can't do that at the most remedial job, you know? If you're at Starbucks as a barista, you can't do that. And so I I think it's just the most arrogant. It it validates every negative story in the media about him. And Mm -hmm. it's just an arrogant show of disrespect. Like, you don't have to say why even. Do you think the Bulls really would even, not the Bulls, the Knicks would even care? They'd be like, sure, take a day, you know? But well, just the A-ball. fact that the Knicks, the Knicks were willing to come out and say, no, we haven't heard from him. Because yeah. if you think about it, if that, like, let's just use Dirk as an example. He would never do something like this, but let's say Dirk just didn't show up one day. Mm-hmm. Well, the Mavericks would come out and be like, yeah, Dirk had a personal uh, thing he had to attend to at the last minute and, and is not with us. Even Even if they didn't know where he was, that would be their story because they would never want to make Dirk look bad. Yeah. But the fact that his head coach and pretty much everyone involved with the team was pretty much like, yeah, we don't know where he is. <laughs> and, then, and then Joe Kim Noah's like, oh, no, he's okay, guys. And it's like, what? Like, cool. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, so I think they're done with him. And I read something today that, I guess he wants a max contract after this year, which for him would be That's five years, $150 million. Yeah, I think him and Rondo um, suffer from the same personality disorder, which is just being completely delusional. Um, the, the funniest part about Rondo's uh, self, I don't know, he's just combusting right in front of us, is that now he said he might have he might have to talk to management about a trade. <laughs> Who's gonna trade for that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He has what. as much trade value. Actually I have more trade value than him. Because um yeah. I do not have a two year twenty seven million dollar contract. <laughs> well, and at least like people would want to be around you. This is true. I would be a good locker room presence, I'd like to say. You know? Yeah, I think you'd be good for the locker room. You'd come in on the league minimum contract. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cheap. That's, there's a lot of teams that would take that over Rondo in a second. Like, down to their head, they're taking every that team, deal. Every team. There's yeah. no team out there that wants that contract or Rondo. So, and you know, and I... I am pretty confident I could beat him in any shooting competition like 10 out of 10 times. Like I have well, no. 
I'm I'm 100% confident he would beat you at Connect Four every time. Because <laughs> right? he's the greatest ever at Connect Four. Actually, I would I would dare to say not every time. I think I could beat him one out of ten times. You know, so for no, all his... he would, and he's so competitive, he would want to play you again. Until well, he's he a sub, he's a savant, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. he just hasn't figured out to shoot a basketball in 20 years. That's really weird. Um, all right, all right. So on to the Mavs. Uh, we are getting into trade season. Kyle Korver was traded this week. Um, things are. Hopefully things are heating up because uh, whatever trades we make will definitely shape the rest of our season a little more. And uh got to talk about our buddy Andrew Bogut, who um, yeah. came out last week and he was – everybody loves him for uh, being a straight shooter. And uh, he he shot a lot. He was just saying uh, probably won't be here next year, probably uh, might not be here in two months. And he just kind of said – he said what everybody was already thinking, and I, and I thought about this. Like, does this hurt his trade value? Okay, and then he's you know he's recently coming off the bench, and uh, what were his stats against Phoenix? They were pretty bad. Uh, he played a, twenty minutes coming off the bench. He had zero points and five fouls. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's a Quincy AC type performance, you know. <laughs> so. I think uh, I, I'm pretty confident that uh, we're not getting a first round pick for that guy anymore. Uh, well, think? and and he's hurt. He just got hurt again. And every time I just see him on the bench, it's like what I thought was this great. Well, first of all, I thought he'd be a better fit here than he's been. Like just yeah. from a playing standpoint, he really hasn't fit in. Now he's not a distraction like Rondo's been. Rondo no. was when he was here. Or Lamar Odom, like he, I think he's a good guy, but you know, it's just not a good fit basketball wise. But now that he's, you know, he has to come off the bench, which you know is probably you know better for the team and good good on him for that. But then when you come off the bench and you're doing that, I, I and now he's hurt again. He came out of the Minnesota game. I just start thinking, all right, maybe we get a second-round pick or maybe we can pick up somebody. Like, at this point, you hope for, like, a second-round pick and somebody, some European that a team has stashed overseas, you know? Yeah, right now I'll take anything. I think, uh, who was it that said uh, they're shopping Tim Hardaway Jr. in Atlanta now because they don't want to pay him? I I would take him. I would even take Patrick McCaw, second-round pick for Golden State. From this past draft, uh, his his value I can't see I can't see any team giving up the first round pick for him right now. Right, and I think now, the you know, problem the problem is going to be the salary situation because we're going to have yep. to take back you know something like I mean, he makes like fourteen million we're going to have to take back at least like eleven million dollars in order for All that right. trade to happen. Well, and that leads me to uh, some trade ideas. Okay. Uh, this is a wild idea, but hear me out. Okay. Okay. Mavs are very into uh, PR. They're very into uh, their season ticket holders being happy, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a big reason uh, Mark Cuban always tries to convey that we're going for it. We're going for it, you know, because he wants to fill the stands. Right. And right. Uh, I, I support that. He, he, there's, no, there's no function of telling the fan base, 
we are planned for next year. And so I like the idea of potentially, what if you trade Bogut to Phoenix and bring Tyson Chandler back? Hmm. For the third go-round. They make similar money. Um, it would be comically weird, but nostalgic. You'd have Barea, Tyson, and Dirk finishing the career with the Mavs. Um, Carlisle would be happy. Tyson would be happy because he has two years left. Um, and it would just be a situation where I think Tyson fits here better. He, he would be an adequate center and at 12 million a year, I mean, we're not going to sign what did Moskov get? I think he Moskov got more than that. And so Yeah, he got four I think he's at sixteen a year. Like yeah, four for sixty four, so I think is what he's Tyson for. for a couple more years and you know, maybe he signs another year after that and just retires here and uh you know, you've got the fans connected to three pillars of their championship days and then um as we rebuild, you know? Thoughts. Yeah, I don't think that's a, at this point, I don't think that's a bad trade because Chandler's been effective here. And, yeah. you know, if you're Phoenix, it gets you out from under that contract and you pretty yeah. much just, you know, Bogut's a free agent at the end of this year. So you just bring him to the team for two months and then you're moving on. So Yeah, and it um, could easily be a three-way deal too where they get an extra second or something uh, in exchange for Bogut. You know, just open yeah, I would, I would love, you know... That's the thing. I would love a, a draft pick for that, like a second rounder at some point. Um, so would you rather not, have not because, a second rounder or Tyson Chandler? Well, see, I would want a Tyson Chandler and a second rounder from Phoenix. <laughs> well, because here's the thing, and here's the argument I would make to Phoenix, is we're taking this contract off your books for multiple years. You're taking a guy for the next two months. Like You're going to have cost savings. Yeah. And so there's there's really an added benefit for them and you're kind of trading two players who are you know more or less the same at this point. One just fits a little better here than he does in Phoenix. Yeah. And they don't really okay. want to play Tyson Chandler at this point. They'd rather yeah. play their young guys. Okay, you sold me on it. So, I think if you're going to like really if we had that trade come up at this point, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really that would really get the fan base excited. And um, I don't think it would equal out to more wins for us. Uh, maybe just some more feel-good moments, which is fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at this point, we're, you know, we have, I think ESPN puts us at less than a percent chance of making the playoffs. Nice. Um, so, so, I mean, none of that's going to happen. I mean, we're lottery-bound. So you hope we hang around that, and maybe that's the point of hanging around, <laughs> hanging on to Bogut for a little while longer, is he's yeah. completely ineffective. So you're going to unintentionally lose a few more games. Well, um, I think the frustrating part is I feel like we could have traded him for a first about a month ago, and um, they just kind of held on too long, you know. And then, then I think I, I don't see how we get a first right now. I, I, I don't see a scenario. Like even no, I, I don't think Boston would give up anything for him right now. Like why would they even want him? You know? The only I mean, the only chance is if like Golden State would offer that up. And yeah. 
Because they, I mean, that's the 30th pick in the draft. That's like the first pick well, in the second round. I don't think their first is available, though. I think they already traded it away. So it would have to be 2019, maybe? Yeah, so it would be a subsequent year draft. But, I mean, again, is that going to be anything higher than 28? Well, the thing is, we couldn't do it to the salaries anyways. They they don't even have salaries to trade us, you know? Right. We would have to take on... Yeah, I, I think I looked at it one day, and we'd have, we'd have to take on, we'd really have to like take back Zaza or something like that, which they love Zaza right now. Yeah, it would have to be I think like two or three players, and maybe even mm-hmm. Iguodala, and um, yeah. they're not going to do that at this point. It's if the old provision of buy him out and then resign with your old team still existed, I think they would totally do it, but I, I don't think they'll do it now because they'll lose. They'll lose a, a third of their roster if they do a trade like that, you know? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so all right. Trade Bogut ASAP. Uh, any thoughts on Darren Williams? He's still been playing well. Um, Here's LeBron's what I hand- noticed recently. Okay, go ahead. Is, uh, and you brought up his hair earlier this year on the podcast. I but did. You know, there was that shooting last week at the Fort Lauderdale airport. And uh-huh. when they showed the shooter on the screen, I had to do a double take. Because really? that guy looks just like Darren Williams. Man. That's yeah. a grim topic, but... Uh, it is worth, grim. I'm not Googling. It is. Yeah. Take a look. Like, they have the same facial hair. Like, if I were Darren Williams and I turned on the news that night, I'm immediately going and shaving off my beard. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I thought about Dar- Darren Williams this past week. <laughs> okay. My thoughts were, my thoughts were a little more basketball related. Uh, as LeBron James came out and said, get me a point guard. Uh, meaning he wants a backup point guard for his team. Uh, right. they're, they're looking at Mario Chalmers. Uh, Rajon Rondo is probably looking at them. They're, they're probably not looking at him. Um, <laughs> But uh, I wonder, I mean, I think Darren Williams would be an amazing pickup for them as a backup to uh, Irving. Now, Darren Williams has a no-trade clause, so he would probably approve a trade to them. It would have to be a team that I think could contend. The other team I thought of was maybe Utah. Going back to Utah, he still has a home there, and um, helping them in the playoffs. He might like that in terms of... uh, you know, uh, just kind of mending fences element. But um, either scenario, I don't see more than a second-round pick, right, in exchange? Yeah. Well, one, he doesn't strike me as the type who's interested in mending fences. And I think Utah, <laughs> the people of Utah seem to kind of hate him. And they do. so I don't see a return to the Jazz. In the now, from a basketball standpoint, I agree with you, like, Kind of gives them a veteran guy. It might help, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, going to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that being a good pickup for them, but I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I mean, we get a second round pick, and I'm not even sure who's on their roster that they could trade at this point. You know. Yeah, they would end up giving us like that McCray guy or something of no value. Right, Jordan Jordan McRae. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, isn't that their other point guard though? Yeah, we'd get somebody back that's like that, but he never played. Right. 
weird. I don't get it. But, yeah, um, yeah so I, I'm just trying to think of a trade partner because it has to be enticing to uh, Jeremy Williams for him to waive his trade clause. You know? Well, what about, um, what about the Bulls? Why they would he want to? Well, they tell Rondo to go away, right? Yeah. I mean, because that's coming. Like in some way, shape, or form, those two, those two are going to separate. Okay. So why would they try to get you know uh, another kind of veteran point guard to come in and, and help them out if they end up, you know, they're kind of borderline playoffs right now. So if they decide we're going to try to go for the playoffs this year, we could get. I mean, they could climb a few spots in the East. The East is still pretty yeah. bad. I could see that working. I mean, they definitely need shooting, and he would complement Wade much better than uh, all their other non-shooting point guards. So, uh, yeah, and then the Corver trade kind of killed my idea that Dwayne Wade would get traded to the Cavaliers at midseason. So I just don't see how they give them back enough salaries to make that work now. So, no, there's, yeah, there's like no way that can happen. There's no way, yeah. So I think overall... Let me think. Any other teams for Darren Williams? I don't know, but I am all for some trades. I got a couple, couple more to throw out at you uh, before we sign off this week. Like really, just one more. Would you trade our lottery pick right now for Jimmy Butler? Hmm. Wow. Um. So we would have to do like lottery pick plus Wesley Matthews. Like Jimmy Butler, is that is that would that would sure. be a trade? Uh, it doesn't have to be. Let's say Justin Anderson and uh, Bogut. Well just, well, just from oh, okay. So if we all right, um, hmm. it's a good one, huh? Pro- that's a good one. I'd say I would say probably like if that if that came across the newswire, I'd yeah. probably be pretty excited. Because we have Jimmy Butler they, and Harrison Barnes. Like, that's two yeah. really good young players. I think they do it in a second. I think the Mavs yeah. would do it in a second. Uh, I think Dirk would be stoked. They'd have two stars, and they would be, like, pretty pumped. And then if you work out the Tyson trade, that's when they start thinking they're contenders again. I don't know really if they would be, but they, they would definitely be thinking that. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that gets that. even you discussed. Still, yeah. You probably... You probably still have cap room too going into next season. To, well, that's to the go thing. But, Butler's got a max, but uh, one of those fifty-two million dollar maxes from a couple years ago. So I think he's right. only making like I want to say seventeen years. It's like a Wesley Matthews contract. So right. Yeah, I think it is. Might even be a little less. So yeah, that would be amazing, and you would definitely attract somebody here with that kind of a. Uh, that kind of roster now, and then that coach and the organization. That would be interesting. I, I'm I'm all for that if they could pull that off. I don't see why Chicago does that deal, though. Exactly. I, I think it would just have to be either they're in love with a player in the draft or they, you know, get into cheap mode and just want to strip it down and, uh, you know, go baby bull style from, like, when was that? 2000-something. Early two thousand. Right, when they when they drafted Tyson Chandler. Chandler and Curry. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So, um anyways, that was that's the most enticing draft pick trade I could think of in it. But I do think the Mavs would do it without hesitation. 
But it would take something like that for me to say, yeah, let's give up our lottery pick. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's what Cuban said. He said he'd need a top five player to make the deal work. So I, I think, mm-hmm. I don't think Butler's top five, but he's arguably could be one day, you know? Well, is he a top five shooting guard? He might be the top. I mean, if we don't call LeBron a shooting guard, you got him, Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler, and Clay Thompson, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, one yeah. of, whoever in Portland, I guess, is considered a shooting guard, but I don't know. What, yeah. CJ McCollum? I wouldn't say yeah, that, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, the guy's 6'2". I just can't, I can't see him. And he plays no defense, so. Uh, right, right. No, yeah. I mean, so I'd say, I wouldn't even say top five in the league. I mean, if you're top five in your position, I think we'd have to consider that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying what Cuban said. I'm not saying right, that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So the week ahead, how's the week ahead look? I think we have um, games again, tonight. A lot of a lot of promising games here for the Mavericks. Um, they're okay. at Phoenix tomorrow night. Oh boy! And then they host Minnesota Sunday, and then they are at Chicago and at Miami next week. Potentially three in one week. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty scary. Well, think about it. You know, we kind of glossed over this at the beginning. You know, the loss to the T-Wolves the other day, you had Derek and Barnes playing extended minutes for the first time, and they combined for 56 points. They played really well offensively. I I didn't pay attention to the defensive numbers, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Carl Towns ate the whole – team alive spit them out yeah Dirk Dirk at center against Carl Anthony Towns is not going to go well it would not have gone well with a young Dirk but 38 year old Dirk is not going to fare well there um, defensively but yeah they still lose by nine which is crazy but to see those two in there together and just you know the offense was kind of rolling a little bit at, at times you know not obviously not consistently enough throughout the game but um, yeah, if those two start to play that way together, I mean, yeah, these these next four games are really, you know, this next couple of weeks for the Mavericks could be, there could be some wins in there for sure. Yeah, it could be a hot streak. Buckle mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah, that's tough. So we'll see. Um, got, any, uh, got any more points or are we good to go? I think we're good to go. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, keep keep following. We'll we'll keep updating tankathon.com. And uh, <laughs> yeah. remember, uh, the email is uh, mavspodcast at gmail. The yep. Twitter Twitter feed is at the mavspodcast. I'm Al Sithome. You are Matt Sithome. And uh, until next week, go Mavs. Go Mavs. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you then. All right, see you. Okay, bye.